Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us this morning. This is Julie Ruth tuning in from Charlottesville and the service will begin in three, two, one, go. Good morning. Welcome to Christ Community Church. We are so glad you guys have joined us today. We hope you've had a great week. We're going to play a song you know. Zach Smith's back. Thanks for joining us again. Did you get Easter basket last week? Yeah? Is that why you weren't here? It was a big basket with no presents. You could, <laughs> so you couldn't bring it with you and come to church? Oh, it's too heavy. All right. Well, there you go. Well, we're glad you're back. And we're glad you guys are here today, too. Worship with us. Ready? Come, all you weary. Come, all you thirsty. Come to the well that never runs dry. Drink of the water. Come and thirst no more. Come, all ye sinners, come find his mercy. Come to the table, he will satisfy. Taste of his goodness, find what you're looking for. Come lay him down at the foot of the cross Cause Jesus is waiting there With open arms See his open arms For God so love The world that he gave us His one and only Son to save us Whoever believes in him Will live forever His love and praise God, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, praise Him for the wonders of His love, His amazing love.
failures, bring your addictions, come lay them down at the foot of the cross. Jesus is waiting there for God to love the world. Good morning, C3. This is your call to worship for today. I'm reading Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. This is God's word for us today. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Most Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you, to celebrate you. Lord, please let our hearts be pure in our worship. Let it be honoring to you, we pray. We thank you, Lord, that you are with us, that you love us. Help us to remember all the things that you do for us and all of our many blessings. Oh, Lord, let us worship you today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Name above all names, beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living word. Redeemer, living 
Good morning. Good morning. Morning to you. Yep. Welcome to our Sunday morning Christ Community Church uh, Bible study and yep. worship time. Thank you guys once again, as always, for such good music. Christopher, you uh, consistently just do a great job and lead your your band of merry men uh, <laughs> to do wonderful things with music to yeah. remind us of how glorious our Savior is. And thank just you. Gets better and better. Thank you so very much for that. Bless you. Um, please. So for the next, what, couple of weeks uh, or so? A month or I'd say four or five weeks. I don't know exactly. Larry uh, is going to be... How fast they can listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. Okay. Um, so it's up to you, I guess. Yeah. How many... Uh, Larry's going to be leading us in a study of the Shema. Yes. And so I'm going to from read... Deuteronomy from Deuteronomy 6. From Deuteronomy 6. Yes. And so I just want to tell you a little bit about that as we start and then read it to you. Yeah. Um, so the Shema is a Jewish confession of faith yes. and a hymn of praise. Mm-hmm. You'll recognize it when I get mm-hmm. to the words of it. Yes. And for ages and ages, uh, Jewish people have declared their devotion to God through this passage from Deuteronomy 6 would, called the Shema. They would quote it every morning and every evening. Twice a day. Twice a day as a way of just declaring, I am a, uh, a believer in Jehovah and I am... Devoted to Jehovah. It's a, yeah, a way of expressing that devotion. Yeah. And so here is the Shema. Again, I think you will have heard it from Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 6. Mm-hmm. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Therefore, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And let these words that I am commanding you today be on your hearts continually. Yes. Um, the, the the Shema is the first word of that passage, yes. which means listen or hear. Yes. And in this translation, this English trans- translation, hear, yes. O Israel. Yeah. Um, and it is, from what I have been told, mm-hmm. the equivalent um, to the Jewish in the Jewish tradition to the Lord's Prayer is in the Christian tradition. Yes, the Shema would be. What Christians, how Christians would view the Lord's Prayer is the way devoted Jewish people would would see the Shema. Yes, that's exactly right. right. Yeah, something they would memorize and repeat yeah. twice a day. Yeah, and that's what we're going to be studying about for a little while. Yes, for the next few weeks, and uh, yeah, I'd like for us to study that. Good. Okay. Um, where this sort of originated with me, Shirley, is. Um, I don't know. I've been working on this now for several weeks, maybe a month. And uh, not too long ago, I came across a passage in First Kings. What did I, I wrote it down? First Kings chapter eleven, and it's one of the saddest verses, I guess, for me in the whole Bible. Hmm. Um, it says in First Kings eleven, it says, "As Solomon grew old." He was no longer fully devoted to the Lord, for he did not follow the commands that the Lord had spoken to him. As Solomon grew old, he was no longer fully devoted to the Lord, for he did not follow the commands that the Lord had spoken to him. Hmm. And uh, it is sad. Yeah, because as a young man, uh, you know, he was reared by David, who was a man after God's own heart. Uh, uh, he was raised by somebody that passionately loved the Lord. And when Solomon was a young man, he loved and 
was passionate about the Lord. But as he grew, uh, as he became old, as he became me, uh, you yeah, know. You're pretty old. Well, when I was, you know, in my, you knew me, when I was a, uh, a new Christian, when I was in, you know, 18, 20, 25, 30, I was passionate about the Lord. I loved the Lord with all my heart and would do anything for the Lord and try to heed his commands uh, seriously and, and uh, uh, completely. Uh, I'm an old man now. And I don't want what happened to Solomon to happen to me. That, that, I guess that's what the, the, the whole point of this is. Solomon, uh, God had spoken to Solomon a number of times, both directly and God had spoken to Solomon many times through Moses, hundreds of years earlier, uh, when, when God told uh, Moses to write down for the future kings of Israel, I want you to, uh, basically God told the kings to only do a few things. I want you to read my commandments every day. Very important. Kings read God's word. Or at least God wants kings, leaders, movers and shakers, influencers, to read his word, his commands every day. God told the kings, uh, I want you to protect the weak, and the, uh, those that cannot take care of themselves, the poor, the, the downtrodden, um, the oppressed. I want you to take care of them. And the other thing God told the kings was, I don't want you to collect or gather wives, gold, or horses, army horses. Don't right. build a big army. Don't uh, collect a bunch of wives and don't focus on becoming rich. When Solomon was a young man and was reading God's commands every day, I think he tried to follow that. But there came a point where he stopped reading God's commands. He stopped taking God's commands seriously and he broke every one of those commands as the king. And it his, his rejection or his when I say ignorance, his ignoring of God's word uh, and his then disobeying God's word, it turned his heart away from the, from the one that he once was passionate about. Now he was, not, he was no longer passionate about the Lord anymore. And I, I don't want that to happen to me. I, I don't want uh, that to be on my tombstone. Or epitaph, and he, what uh, he used to be passionate. He used to be passionate for the Lord. Yeah, uh, and it, when he was a young man, and um, so I, I just started working on this. You know, why, why the Shema? Why should we study uh, the Shema? If you, I ask you to look up those those the three verses that are that introduce. The Shema. The Shema is in Deuteronomy 6, 4, 5, and 6. Right. Well, verses 1, 2, and 3 are very important. And okay. they really give, gave me the reason why I want to study the Shema. So read those verses for me if you would, So please. I will. De Deuteronomy 6. 1, 2, and 3. 1, 2, and 3. These are the commands, decrees, and regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy 
And you and your children and grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. If you obey his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. Listen closely, Israel. And be- Listen, Shema. Yeah. Yeah. Shema closely, Israel. Right. And be careful to obey. Then all will go well with you, and you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey, hmm. just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hmm. And it's, then the Shema. Yeah, and then the Shema. So basically, what I, when I read those three verses, verses 1, 2, and 3, what stood out to me was that God gave His people His commandments, His word, His direction, His truth. And by studying them, pondering them, embracing them, following them, those three verses, what you read was, it says that... Um, that, that they, will, they will learn to fear the Lord and they will enjoy a long life, both them and their children and their children's children. Yeah. And then it says, Shema Israel, be careful to obey God's commands so that it will go well with you and you will increase greatly and live in a land flowing with milk and honey. That's what I want for my life. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for our home. That's what I want for Randy and Colton and Teddy. Um, I want us to enjoy a long life full of abundance and full of joy. And uh, and it seems that it's really, uh, why should we study the Shema? Because it's a matter of life and death. People that take seriously the, the study, the understanding, and the, the, the embracing of God's commands, it determines their life. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's uh, not only does it determine, determine our lives, it determines the lives of those we love. Yeah. And so it's a big deal to me. I mean, God spoke these words in Deuteronomy 6 when Israel was on the bank of the Jordan River hmm. getting ready to, to cross over and and take possession of that land, the promised land. The land being the dirt is not as important, in my beliefs, as what the dirt represented. The land represented God's inheritance for His people, God's calling for His people, God's promises for His people, God's plans for His people. And their decision as to what they did or how they related to God's commands was going to determine whether they possessed that land and experienced God's inheritance, God's plans, God's calling, God's promises in their lives. What was going to determine that was how they approached and related to God's commands, God's words. And I don't know, that was just a big deal to me that I want to experience God's inheritance. I want to experience the fulfillment of God's promises. I want to experience God's calling and God's plans for my life and your life and Rainy and Teddy. I want those things first. And I think there's a key in the Shema that people that embrace God's commands, take them seriously, um, and they see it as a way of devoting themselves to God and experiencing God and walking with God. 
The key there is, is what I do with God's commands. If you read on in the book of Deuteronomy, in particular chapter 6, what God is saying to them is, don't follow the example of your parents. Don't repeat the past. Don't, don't follow the, the, the example or the lifestyle or the behavior of your parents. They did it terribly. Hmm. And, you know, it just struck me so profoundly um, what, what Moses was saying or what God was saying to his people through Moses is break those family curses. Don't continue these curses. And, and the ultimate curse that, the, that their parents were guilty of was not giving God Shema. They would not listen to God. They, would not, they knew better. They had better ideas and better plans, and they knew what was right and wrong, just like Adam and Eve. I mean, nothing changes. Um, and and that God, Moses was telling the people on the bank of the Jordan River, as you go into the promised land, as you go in to embrace uh, your, your calling and your, your promises and your, your inheritance uh, uh, for your lives, don't follow the example of your parents. Don't be guilty of not listening to God's commands. Instead, listen, listen, give God Shema. God has given you his love and his faithfulness. Give back to him that same love and faithfulness. What God has given you, you give back to God. Um, um, I don't know, it's just, it's very significant to me that when jump over 1,500 years. A man came up to Jesus one day in Matthew 22, and he said, Jesus, you know, if you have to really pull out of the Old Testament, the one thing that's a big deal, what's the big deal, what's the one big deal, you always ask me, what's the one thing, Larry, that you're trying to say in, in your sermon this Sunday? And they, the man asked Jesus, what's the one thing that, that you're trying to say or, or that, that's important in the Old Testament? Jesus quotes the Shema. He says, hear, O Israel, or listen, O Israel. The Lord is your God. The Lord is one. Therefore, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength. Jesus quotes that right back yeah. uh, to the man as the most important thing. And then he goes on to say, and let these words that I'm commanding you today be on your hearts continually. I like that um, word all in there, that the, ban the abandon of that. Yes. All of it. Yes. How, how yes. wonderful. We want freedom, and we have freedom, freedom to abandon ourselves to things. Yes. And, and yet we, we have this freedom, we hold back. I, yes. Give it all. Right? Yes. Anyway. I well, just, I would suggest that we, we do abandon ourselves. It just depends upon what we're going to pick yeah. to be abandoned to. Our children. Our mate, our jobs, our hobbies, our looks, our wealth. You know, we all are abandoned to something. We all get up in the morning thinking about something and we go to bed weary because we've been pursuing it, been all thinking day, about it all day. All day long. It just depends on what it is. And the Shema would say, let that all be focused on God, God and His commands. As you said, the word Shema means to listen or to hear. It's a very common Hebrew word that fills the Old Testament from beginning to end. Um, uh, some of the meanings uh, of the word Shema would include in, in uh, Proverbs 20, Solomon says, Ears that Shema, 
eyes that see, the Lord has made them both. So obviously the word Shema can mean just to hear sounds. Right. God made a, a part of our bodies an organ that can, can recognize sounds. Shema. Um, but it also is used in Genesis 29 and in many other places where Leah, Jacob, one of Jacob's wives, she's, she names her one of her sons, her second son, Simeon, which is just a derivative of Shema. Uh, and she named him Simeon in honor of the fact that she says that the Lord paid attention to my plight. The word Shema can mean to focus on or to pay attention to. Um, the Psalms are filled with the word Shema, but in that context, it's more to answer or respond or to act. Um, uh, Psalm 10 says, Lord, you Shema the desire of the afflicted. You Shema their cry for help. Well, clearly, the writer is not saying, Lord, can you hear us? Mm -hmm. And the Lord, and he's not even saying, Lord, would you pay attention? No, no. He's saying, act. Yeah, respond. Uh, uh, respond. Engage. Yeah. Help us. The, the, I don't care. The, the hearing or even the focusing of your attention. That's not what that psalmist is saying. Same thing in Psalm 27. Uh, the psalmist says, Shema my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and Shema me. Engage, rescue, help. Uh, so you see the point. And then also in Psalm 30. And it's throughout the Psalms. In Psalm 30, David says, I called to the Lord and I cried out for mercy. Shema me, Lord, and be merciful to me. Be my help. Again, it's this idea of engaging, uh, embracing, uh, 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 well, yeah, getting help. Uh, yeah, engaging, I like that word. Um, let me, I want to take a little side note here for just a second. You study the gods that men have created. Any god you want in history, in, in antiquity, or today. Any god you want to pick. One of the things that the god of the Bible, the god of Israel, Jehovah, that makes him unique is God's promise to Shema His people. No other God in the history of mankind has ever promised that I will always Shema my people. I will listen. I will pay attention. I will engage. I will come. Um, uh, no other God makes that promise except the God of the Bible, mm -hmm. the, the, the Lord God. Jehovah God. I don't know, I just find that um, to be, you know, significant. Um, it's, there's no greater gift, no greater, more precious thing that God gives to His people than His promise to Shema us, to, to listen to us and give us His attention and to engage. Well, you know, even in our culture today, all culture, um, what we want is our voice to be heard. That's what we want. That's what everybody yes. cries. I want yes. my voice to be heard. That's yes. it. That's, that's the, what we want. We want to be heard. We yeah. want to be heard. And uh, there's meaning in it. There's significance in it. Our lives have meaning if someone can hear us, yes. what we have to say. And this is a promise that we are heard. We are heard no matter what, no matter who we are. Yeah. Uh, God listens and, and embraces and fulfills all that Shema means. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
Um, I find it very significant when you study this idea of Shema uh, that the Old Testament would equate Shema with obedience. That for us to really Shema God or to give God Shema, there is an implied, I will obey. I will do what you're asking. And we as parents, you know, nothing's changed. Uh, in 3,000, 4,000 years, you know, you tell Rainy when she was a little girl, I want you to go in and get ready for school, and you walk into her room, and she's still playing with her Barbies. Um, uh, you don't say, Rainy, did you not obey me? You say, Rainy, did you not hear me? Did you not listen to me? We equate listening with obedience, and God did too. It's, I find it very significant that in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew language, there is no word for obey. The word that they use for obey is the word shema. It's not just the word for listen or hear. It's also the word that they use for obey. That's why the Old Testament prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and numerous other Old Testament prophets, they would make the, this statement continually Oh God, your people have ears, but they will not listen. They're not, they're not saying they're deaf. They're saying that they won't shema. They can hear the sounds. They can recognize the words, but they will not follow or obey what you're saying. Jesus said the exact same thing in Mark 8 when he said, Oh Israel, oh people, do you have ears and yet you fail to hear? So there's a connection in the Bible, both old and new, between the idea of Shema, to really listen, and this idea of embracing and following that which I've been told. Like that verse, it says, let him who has ears, let him hear. In other words, not everybody can do it or is going to do it. Yeah, I didn't even include that in our study, but it's that's exact. Thank you. It's that's a great verse because again, it's not let him who has ears let him hear. Jesus isn't suggesting they don't have ears. Are you listening? Right. Are you in a place where you can really listen? And the, and the person who is doing that will hear. Will hear. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, well, there's not only a connection between Shema and obeying or embracing or following. There's also a connection in the Old Testament, and I, I would say also in the New Testament, between Shema and love. We Shema those that we love, that we respect, that we trust. In Deuteronomy 11, um, uh, uh, it says, if you faithfully shema my words that I'm giving you today to love the Lord your God. That connection between faithfully giving God shema results in loving the Lord your God. There's that connection. And then in John 14, Jesus said the exact same thing. He said, if you love me, you will heed and embrace and follow my commands. Because at the end of the day, the, the more I studied this idea of Shema, what I came to the conclusion is that Shema is the idea of Shema is really nothing more than a relational idea. Um, I'm going to give Shema to a person that I love, that I respect, and that I trust. 
Um, and the, 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 the challenge is, do I love, do I honor, respect, and do I trust the Lord God? Um, people that I have love for, honor for, respect for, trust in, those people, I'm going to give them Shema. I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to uh, ponder and consider and try to really understand what they're saying, and then I'm going to try to follow that direction uh, to the best of my ability. That it's it, Shema is really, at the end of the day, a relational idea. Um, my problem, just to be, as we sort of close, the you know, started off today telling you that I, I did not want to become like Solomon. Um, well, my problem, like Solomon's, is that I have created a life for me where I daily expose my life to the words of God, the truth of God, the wisdom of God. But most of the time, I don't give God my Shema. I read it. I listen to it. I listen to you know the preachers on my phone, and I read books about God, and I uh, study God's Word, and I teach God's Word, and I discuss God's Word. I have this this life filled with information, truth. But do I give God? When it comes to his commands, his instruction, his direction, do I give God my Shema? And the answer is I don't. Not, not anywhere close to the way it should be. And what the Bible, I'm going to read you two verses that ought to curl our hair. Um, when we allow the truth of God, the word of God, the light of God, the wisdom of God to fill our lives, and we don't respond to that truth with Shema, it puts our lives in an incredibly unhealthy and dangerous place. Listen to these two verses that, that are speaking to this very issue. James chapter 1. James says, James was the Lord's half-brother. And he said this, Don't just listen to God's Word. If you do, you will live in deception. Do what it says. People who listen to God's Word but don't do what it says are like a person who looks at his face in a mirror and then he goes away and forgets what he looks like. But people who look intently and continually into God's perfect law of freedom and follow it will be blessed in all they do. I don't want to live a life of deception. I, it says uh, people that don't give God's word Shema, they go away and forget. I don't want to, Solomon forgot. Mm -hmm. He forgot what was important, what was true, what was real, what God had called him to do. I don't want to live a life of self-deception. I don't want to live a life where I have forgotten the things that were really true and important. And the other verse uh, is Matthew chapter 7. Jesus says, People who hear my words and practice them, give them Shema. They're like a wise person who built his house on the rock. And the rain came and the streams rose and the winds blew against the house. But it did not fall because its foundation was on the rock. 
But people who hear my words and don't practice them, don't give them Shema, they're like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain came and the streams rose and the winds blew against the house and it fell with a great crash. I think it's important to recall in that story that the rain and the difficulty came to both. That's exactly right. No one's exempt. That's exactly right. But he who practiced Shema withstood the storm. The storm comes. The, 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 the parallel there is so beautiful between David and Solomon. Both men made mistakes, bad mistakes. But one man consistently lived his life giving honor, giving Shema to God's commands. He studied them. He knew them. He believed in them. He tried to follow them. He, inconsistently at times. But he tried his whole life to follow him. And he ended his life loving God as much as when he was a young man. Solomon forgot. Yeah. And he created a life of deception. And he ended his life with his heart not being given to God. Uh, that's, that's what I don't want. Okay, we have spent too much time today on this. Uh, we'll continue this next week. Um, I want us to end today by just challenging you to join me in something. Um, every, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try, and I have been doing this for a week now, uh, I'm going to try every morning to get up and quote the Shema as I begin my day, just before I can get out of bed. If you, if you need to write it on a piece of paper, or write it on a piece of paper, or look it up on your phone before you get out of bed. But I'm going to just declare the Shema as I get up out of bed and the last thing I do before I close my eyes, I'm going to declare the Shema. Hear, O Israel. Listen, O Israel. The Lord is your God. The Lord is one. Therefore, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And let the, uh, let the commands that I have given you today be on your heart continually. I'm going to declare that every morning and I'm going to declare that every night. Um, just as a way of telling God, God, help me. Yeah. I don't want to just be a hearer of your word anymore. I want to be a follower of your word. And I want to grow in my ability to love you and trust you and respect you so that I will want to give you Shema. And so, um, yeah, I just want to challenge us as we continue this study. Maybe you'd like to join. I'd like I'll, for you to, to do, do that, that with you. me. I'll do that. Yeah, I think that it, it's important, and I think that it can ultimately determine how wonderful for those how be our first, lives end. How yeah. wonderful for those be the first words we think and speak to each one, to each other, yeah, yeah. and, to, and yeah. to ourselves and to God. Or maybe first at the thing. breakfast table with yeah. your children, or when you're putting them to bed mm -hmm. at night. Um, yeah, so um, I would just—I'm going to read one last verse, and then we'll be through. In Deuteronomy 28, God says, If you will faithfully shema the voice of the Lord your God, the Lord will set you high above the nations of the earth, and all of God's blessings will pursue and overtake you if you will shema the voice of the Lord your God. Isn't that a great verse? Yeah. God's blessings won't just come. They will chase us and pursue us and catch us. Uh, I love that. I, I love what David said, surely the goodness and mercy of the Lord will pursue us all the days of our lives. I know I just, I just love that. All right, we got to take the Lord's Supper.
Um, we eat bread and drink wine every week just as a way of reminding ourselves that somebody gave their life, their perfect, precious life, as a sacrifice for our sins. And because he did, we have hope. We have life. We have forgiveness. We have a future that we are excited about. We have a God who has given us his commands to help us while we live on this earth. And we are thankful and we bless his name. So let's eat. And let's remember. And let's give thanks. Bless you, bless you for joining us today. I hope you've enjoyed our study and I hope you'll come back and be with us next week. Till next week, God yep. bless you. See you soon. Bye-bye. All my words fall short I got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs as I often do. Every song must sing, and you never do. So I throw up my hands, praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a heart. not much nothing else fit for a king except for her singing hallelujah hallelujah I've got one I got just one move with my arms stretched wide. I will worship you. Oh. So I throw up my hands, praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a hallelujah. Nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing Hallelujah, hallelujah So come on my soul Don't you get shy on me Lift up your song You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your song. You've got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me
lift up your song Cause you got a lion inside of those songs Get up and praise the Lord Praise the Lord And praise the Lord Praise the Lord And praise the again for joining us this week. We hope today has been encouraging to you. If you enjoyed it, come on back next week. We'll be here on Facebook and YouTube live at 1015 in the morning. We also meet at the Botanic Gardens uh, in Memphis off of Cherry Road. That's the one, right? 1015 there too. So come join us there. We would love to have you. Anything else I'm forgetting? Sean Zorn, you got anything? No, nothing. He has nothing. That's Sean. He has nothing. (laughs) Y'all have a great week. Come back and see us next Sunday.